Good morning, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome to Next. Great to see you here today. We are honored that you would choose to be with us here in Next on a Sunday morning. We appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us. Look, I want you to be encouraged by what you hear today. I hope you're inspired by what you hear, and maybe you'll even be motivated to make some changes in your life where, where necessary, but uh, we hope that you are blessed. I want you to feel good by the time you leave but be challenged as well. Podcasters, thank you for listening in, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, feeling a little goopy today, I guess is the best way to describe it. Those of you that can hear the marvelous change in my voice, feel like Barry White. But um, anyway, we're gonna, if you can endure it, uh, we're going we're gonna to make it through today. I have to tell you all, before I even launch today, that uh, I've been doing this long enough that I know what a burden feels like. And I I don't typically make this all heavy and melodramatic at the beginning, but uh, it's not the the illness and it's not the cold medicine. I know by now what a burden from God feels like. I felt that burden hit me yesterday. Um, We had men's prayer yesterday, and on the way up here, I, I could feel it. While we were here, I could feel it on the way home, and I don't really know exactly, I don't know who it is, but I I just felt like God told me there's going to be somebody here today that needs to hear this real simple message and this talk about listening. So let's get into it and, and see what God has for us today. I just want to encourage you to be open. Maybe that's taking you completely by surprise, and you just came in here to punch a clock and tick a box, say, yeah, I went to next but I feel like God's got something to say to somebody today. So we started this new series two weeks ago, Listen, Look, Speak. And we're taking some time, endeavoring to take some time here at the beginning of the year to uh, do some introspection and to really consider what has our attention. What voices are we really listening to? And what are we looking at? And is there a better way to see it? And what are we speaking? Could we make a better confession? If we took a poll here today, or if someone were to follow you around with a clipboard, and this is going to scare you, and wrote down everything that came out of your mouth over the course of a day, and then at the end of that day you were to tally it up into one of two columns, positive and negative, what would it look like? What would it look like? So listen, look, and speak. So the last two weeks, we've been focused on listen and how to get where you want to go. I don't know if y'all could tell, but I had a lot of fun with those two lessons. They were very enjoyable to me. I stole a lot of that material from Andy Stanley. Appreciate it, Andy. Don't sue us. But um, I just wanted to remind you of a few key points from last week. And some of you even texted me and asked me about this. I saw somebody had posted on social media, direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Andy Andy Stanley said it that way. His father, Charles Stanley, said discipline, not desire, will determine destiny. So two life lessons from Rehoboam. Rehobo, remember him? We talked about him. We pulled two life lessons from his example and the first one was doing what you want to do won't get you to where you want to be 
And the second one was somebody knows, somebody somewhere in this world knows exactly what you need to do to get from where you are to where you want to be. But whenever we seek out people that will only tell us what we want to hear instead of telling us the truth, we run into a problem because whenever you hear what you want to hear, then you do what you want to do. And when you do exactly what you want to do, then you wind up where you don't want to be. So we ask the question, what sets the needle then at listening as opposed to hearing? I don't want to just hear, I want to listen. And we know that there's a difference, right? We, if you've had small children, you know there's a difference between them hearing you and them listening to you. So what moves the needle between hearing and listening? James chapter 1, verses 22 through 24 says this, and we'll look at it in the message. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. In the King James, it says, don't be just a hearer of the word, but be doers of the word. Action, doing, that's what makes, that's what makes a difference. So I gave you some next steps last week. They were absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The first one was... Write down three things that you wish you had been doing all along and then start doing them. Amazing. And then the second one was even equally amazing. Write down three things that you need to stop doing to get you from where you are to where you want to be and then stop doing them because doing is what makes the difference. Not wishing, not talking, not daydreaming, but doing is what makes the difference. Just a little review. So today, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to spend just a little more time on this subject of listen. And we're going to move into looking next week, but there are just a few more things that I want us to hear while we're talking about listening. So today, I want you to listen just a little more. Listen just a little more. And I've got to tell you all, this isn't a logical appeal today. Um, for those of you that have done the English classes and the uh, philosophy classes, they talk to you about logos, ethos, and pathos, and the logical appeal, and the ethical appeal, and the pathological appeal. This is the emotional appeal. Guys, this one today, I'm just going to tell you all, this is pure emotion for me. This is pure emotion. But we must hear from God we have to we don't we don't have an alternative we must hear from God our situations are too desperate and our needs are too great the purpose for which God designed every single one of you are too important the family that God has surrounded you with is too precious for us to continue living lives day to day without hearing His voice. We must hear from God. At least six times, at least six times in Scripture, Jesus said, he that hath an ear, 
Let him hear. I don't know about y'all, but if Jesus repeats himself six times, I need to pay attention. And then, whenever you get to the book of Revelation, that same phrase is repeated at least seven times. And I just want you to look at one with me today. Nathan, if you'll help me out. Revelations 3 and 13 in the King James says this. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Skipping down to verse 20. Revelations 3 and 20. Look at this. You want to hear what the Spirit is saying? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Look at what it says in the Living Bible. Look. I have been standing at the door and I am constantly knocking. And if anyone hears me calling and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So whatever translation you look at, I just wanted to point this out because we think, you know, Living Bible, that's weird. We don't ever look at that one. New Living Translation, King James, yeah, maybe NIV. I'm on board with that, even that weird message translation. But any translation that you look at, it's always in the present tense. It's always in the present tense. I am knocking. Not, I was knocking, but now I'm not anymore. Because you didn't listen that one time, and you blew it, so now I never want to talk to you again. Not, I was knocking, but then your situation got too desperate for me, so now I've turned tail and run, and you're left on your own. Not I will knock whenever you clean yourself up enough and I finally consider you worthy to come in and talk to me. Not I will knock whenever you finally get all those situations worked out in your life and we finally got some time together. That is not what he said. He said, I stand at the door and I am constantly knocking. I am constantly trying to get your attention. I am always trying to get you to open the door to me and let me in so we can talk. Constantly knocking. Well, Jason, okay. I, I, I see that. That, that. That's there in Scripture. I can, I can give you that. Even if it's that weird living Bible translation, I, I can see that it's, that it's there in the other translations, that it's a, a present tense thing, that it's a constant thing. But if all of what you said is just true, then why am I not hearing him in the situation that I'm in right now? Because I've got some mess going on. I've got some struggles happening right now. Why am I not hearing him? Because I've prayed and I have been trying my best to listen, but there's nothing there. Come on, somebody. Why is that? Then why aren't we hearing if it's, if it's constant? Is this okay? Well, here's the deal. For a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why we don't hear. But I want to focus on just three possibilities. There's a lot of reasons, but I'm just going to give you three, and here's the first one. 
It could be sin. It could be. It could be sin. It could be unrepentant sin, patterns of sin. It could be those feel-good chains of velvet and silk that we put on ourselves and not those heavy, rusty, rough chains of wounds, but the feel-good ones that we just like the way they feel. All of those things separate. That's what, that's what sin does. You go back to the very beginning. Sin separated Adam and Eve from God's presence at the very beginning. And so the separation that's caused by sin could be the reason why we're not hearing. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I feel like you guys understand that. But if so, if sin is, and you know, I don't, but you know and God knows, if sin is the reason why you're not hearing, if it's a pattern of sin, if, it, if it's one thing that you can't seem to get over, I want to give you some hope. Confession is a great place to start. And it doesn't have to be this heavy, guilt-ridden thing. It can be. And there might be some merit to that. But the Scripture says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, then He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So maybe sin is what's separating you and keeping you from hearing. And if so, let's do something about it today. Today would be a great day to make a change. And confession is a really great place to start. There's another reason why we might not be able to hear. That was the first one. And there's a lot of hope in the idea that I can just confess. But let me give you a second one. This one troubles me. It's called sensory adaptation. Sensory adaptation. Sensory adaptation is that thing that happens whenever you've been exposed to a stimulus for so long that it loses its significance. Sensory adaptation explains why you don't smell the smells in your car, but everybody else does. Have y'all seen that Febreze commercial? Have y'all seen it where what you smell and you get into the car, the person gets in the car, it's just a regular car, but then what it says what they smell and whenever they get in the car, it's just like great big dog. Or what you smell and you walk into the bedroom and it's nothing but what they smell, and whenever you walk in, it's just a giant gym sock. That's, that's, that's sensory adaptation right there. That's, that's why you can put on your cologne or your perfume, and you don't smell it after a few minutes. But then whenever you walk into a room, somebody's like, man, somebody smells good. Hopefully that's what they're saying anyway. It's sensory adaptation. That's why you don't hear... The clock ticking in the room anymore. I can remember whenever I was a kid, and we would go up to uh, go up to my where my dad's family lived in Memphis, and Mama Cooper. Yeah, that's what we called her. Mama didn't have all these cool names like Annie or Nani or Sassy or she was just Mama. Mama Cooper. Mama Cooper had a mantle clock, and I had to sleep in the couch in the living room with the mantle clock, and that thing was so stinking loud. For hours, for hours, but eventually, and I don't know if it was because I just got so tired, but eventually, my brain would finally let go and say, look, 
It's there. It's going to be there. It's always going to be there. It's okay. Just go to sleep. Sensory adaptation is whenever your ears perceive what's there, but the brain decides, look, it's always going to be there. It's always that volume. It's always that pattern. It's, it's not really important enough for you to spend your limited cognitive ability focusing on that right now. So you recognize it's there, but there's no need to pay attention to it in the moment because it's always there and it most likely always will be. So maybe we're not hearing because we've become accustomed to a certain low-level voice in our lives. And it's gotten familiar. And we take its presence for granted. Sensory adaptation. And I want to give you one more. But another reason why we might not be hearing is there are just too many other voices. There are so many competing voices in our lives. Technology, media, careers, education, family demands, recreation, hobbies, distraction. You know what? Your, your own past has a very strong voice. Old wounds, old failures, old mistakes. The unknowns of the future have a very strong voice. What's going to happen when? How's this going to work out if? There are so many competing voices in our lives, and if we were to put our collective minds to it, we could probably sit here today and come up with a very substantial list of all of the possible voices that compete for our attention just over the course of a single day. I like the Tiger Stadium example. Some of you have heard me do this before. But if you have, I want you to play along again today. I want you to imagine we're going to do a thought experiment so remember, this is like the adult version of pretend like. So we're going, to do a, we're going to do a thought experiment today. So close your eyes, everybody. Just close your eyes. I'm not going to do anything mean to you, I promise. Just close your eyes. Tiger Stadium on a cool October night. LSU versus Alabama at home. Let's pick one we can win. All right, scratch that. LSU versus Florida at home. Stay with me. Just close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Just raise your hand if you've ever been. Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. Okay, that's enough of you. The rest of you have seen it on TV, so it's okay. LSU versus Florida. Cool Saturday night in October. Tigers are ahead by four. Two seconds remain on the clock, but the Gators have the ball, and it's fourth and goal from the three-yard line. A Florida touchdown wins the game. Can you imagine the noise? 102,000-plus people 
screaming their lungs out, stomping their feet, clapping their hands, banging whatever they've got to bang. Now, I want you to imagine, keep your eyes closed, just stay with me. I want you to imagine Jason Cooper is standing out on the field at the 50-yard line right in the middle, middle of the eye of the tiger. I don't know what I'm doing there, but that's where I am. Just, just stay with me. And there you are in section 417 in the south end zone. And you can, you can see me well enough. You can see me. You can see that my eyes are focused on you. And I'm looking right at you, and my lips are moving, and they are forming words. And I'm not focused on anybody else or anything else in that stadium other than you right there in section 417 of the south end zone. We've got our eyes locked. And I'm talking to you, and you can tell that I'm talking to you, and I'm speaking words to you. You can see me, you're looking at me, but you can't hear me. And how could you? Y'all can open your eyes now. Thank you for playing along. You might be able to figure it out. But in that type of environment, the only way that you're going to be able to hear me is a change in proximity. A volume change isn't going to do it. Now, if I were to use some type of device to get your attention in that environment so that you could actually hear clearly what I was saying in that type of environment, if I were to use some type of device so that you could clearly hear what I'm saying all of those over those other 102,000 screaming voices, it would literally disrupt the natural order of things. Anything that I would do that would enable you to be able to hear me in that environment would be so ridiculously overpowered and out of context that it would be cosmically out of order. God doesn't want to have to shout at you. And he doesn't want to have to shout at me. He doesn't want to have to disrupt the natural order of things so that he can speak to us the things that we need to hear. Now, he can. Oh, he certainly can. He has the power to do so. But if he did, it would disrupt the natural order in your life, and it would probably just wreck you. God doesn't want to wreck you. God doesn't want to have to lay waste to your life to get your attention so that you will listen to him. So that means that proximity is the only cure. You have to leave where you are, come to where I am, put your ear right next to my mouth, and then you'll be able to hear. There's too many competing voices in our worlds. And it may be the reason that we can't hear is because we're just, we're not close enough. BT, it's a proximity issue. So you want to hear? I hope you do. But do you really want to to be able to listen to what it is that he's telling you? Then you need, y'all are going to love this, 
You need some seclusion and you need some silence. Now I know what our lives are like. And most of us in here can't take off for a week to go live in a monastery to get some seclusion and silence. I've thought about it. Really, I have. So maybe the best you can manage, mom, with small children is 10 minutes alone in the shower. Maybe the best you can do, busy dad, busy mom, busy grandma, is a commute from your house to Walmart or from your house to work where you turn off the radio, you turn off the podcast, you turn off the phone, and you pray and wait in silence. Create some margin. And lean in. Lean in. And listen for the whisper. I'm going to talk about the whisper in just a minute. But while I'm, I'm on the... While I'm on the, the subject of seclusion and silence, I want to show you all something. Uh, who in here has an iPhone? Got an iPhone? Okay. That, that's a lot of people. Most people in here have an iPhone. That's great. Uh, you Android users, I'm not going to be able to help you. But all of you iPhone users, I'm going to show you all something really cool. How, how many of y'all have seen recently, I, I, I saw it on social media, there's like this thing going around where uh, it's some type of like morning talk show and, and the, the guy is showing the lady how to use the scroll or the, the space bar to scroll the cursor. How many of you have seen that? I didn't even know that was a thing. How many of you still don't know that's a thing? Okay, so take out your phone right now. Take out your phone and start a text message. And it'll work in anything. It, it'll even work if you're on a web page. But start a text message. You know, my, my thumb is too fat to be able to make the cursor go where I want it to go. So you can actually start typing a text message to whoever, doesn't matter, send it to me. And you can, you can just put a bunch of gobbledygook in there and then take your finger or your thumb and slide, just press down on the space bar and just slide your finger back and forth. Are you seeing it? You can move, ah, isn't that amazing? Game changer, isn't it? Game changer. That is a very cool feature. Who, who didn't see it? Who, who's still like, all right, I'm lost? Okay. Isn't that neat? That's a neat feature. All right, I'm going to show you all another one. I'm so glad that I was able to impart such, <laughs> such game-changing, life-changing knowledge to you. That's a cool thing. But I'm going to show you all another one. I'm going to show you all another one. And y'all probably don't realize that it, this, is, this is what it does either, but here's how it works. All right, so there's a, there's a button. I'm going to show you all on my phone. There's a button on the side of your phone right here. And if you hold that down for about three to five seconds, this screen pops up right here. And if you take your finger and you just swipe to the, to the right like that, it turns off. It's, a, it's like a new feature on the new iOS. So if you don't have the new iOS, it probably doesn't work. But your phone, if you do that, your phone is off. Like really off. No text messages. No phone calls, no emails, no notifications from Facebook or Instagram, no Trump tweets, no WAFB alerts. 
It all just, it all just goes away. It's amazing. Y'all are my nexters. Y'all understand that? You're mine. You're my people. I feel responsible to you. You need margin in your lives so that you can hear the voice of God. Don't let this thing. And I know there's other stuff and you've got responsibilities. Get it. I know it. I live it right there with you. But don't let this thing be the thing that creates such a time block in your life that you have no room and no margin to hear the voice of God because you, my nexters, listen to me, you must hear the voice of God because your situations are too desperate and your callings are too great and your potential is so out of this world amazing whether you realize it or not. But you must hear his voice. Let me talk to you about the whisper for just a minute. I alluded to this earlier, but we're going to put it in a little bit different context. But, you know, God has an outside voice. You ever heard that from somebody? Use your inside voice, please. So God has an outside voice, and he is not afraid to use it. But when God wants to be heard, and when what he has to say is too important for you to miss, then he will often speak in a whisper. So Google defines whisper as speaking very softly, using one's breath without one's vocal cords. The use of breath instead of vocal cords is significant, I think, because isn't that how God created Adam? He made a pile of dirt, and then he breathed into it. We don't have scripture for it, but I wonder if God whispered whenever he breathed life into Adam. Live. Hey, buddy. It's a nice thought. We don't have scripture for it, but it would be just like him. Because he's a God who creates through speaking. You know what else Google said about the whisper? That whispering, it said this, it said whispering is typically employed for the sake of privacy or secrecy. No form of communication is more intimate than a whisper. Why speak in a whisper? When someone speaks in a whisper, you have to get very close to hear. In fact, you typically have to put your ear kind of close to the person's mouth. We lean in to a whisper. But when someone uses their outside voice, we lean back. We might even pull our head back on our neck or put up our hands. Whoa. 
So God has an outside voice. Creation. Mount Sinai. Saul on the road to Damascus. And it's this big, booming, powerful, outside voice that is loud and unmistakable and just shakes things all up. The problem is that we typically assume that hearing, listening, is the goal in and of itself. But it's not. The goal of hearing our Father's voice is not just hearing His voice, but it's intimacy with Him. It's always been about relationship for Him. He speaks in a whisper because He wants to be as close to us as divinely possible. He likes you that much. He loves you that much. So question, I, I just want to really like belabor this point. Here's a question. How would you prefer me to tell you something immensely important? Okay. So how many of you would like, Brian, forgive me. Forgive me for what I'm about to do. Somebody to tell you something intensely important. Hey, Brian. I need you to listen to me about something. Because I've got something I need you to do. And if you'll do it the way that I'm telling you to do it, everything's going to work out in a way that's going to fulfill your heart, bless your family, and exceed your wildest dreams. How do you want to hear? Because we expect him to come and shout in our ears. That's not what he wants. He wants to get close and personal and tell you the most important things. But it's going to come in a whisper. That's not to say that he won't use his outside voice if he figures out that he has to. He could intimidate us with his outside voice. But instead, he prefers to draw us close and to have us lean in with a whisper. And it's the breath of life. So look, I got, I got a lot of ways that God talks to us, right? And, and there's at least eight. He talks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his spirit. He speaks to us through prayer. He speaks to us through others. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of ways. I've got eight of them. I just, I just want to leave you with this. And I, I really hope that my burden has come through today. Hearing. 
Here's my final challenge as we leave the topic of listen. Hear everything. Pre-decide. You know how we talked about I'm going to pre-decide whenever that advice comes that I'm not going to be resistant. Pre-decide that I'm going to hear everything. If you won't pre-decide to hear everything God has to say, then you won't hear anything God has to say. If you want his comforting voice, then you have to be open to his convicting voice. And it's, it's often that what we want to hear least is what we need to hear most. And if you will pre-decide that I'm going to be open to hear whatever and all of it, then you're going to be able to hear what it is you need to hear. You really want to hear what he has to say. Let me pray for us all and we'll go. Jesus, the, the things that we're facing emotionally, spiritually, physically, relationally, the needs that we have that are so desperate that we lose sleep, we can't think about anything else cause our stomachs to turn at the thought of food. Lord, those things, those needs, we've got to hear you speak. We need you to speak to our doubts, to our insecurities. Lord, to the wounds and the hurts of our past, we need you to speak. We want to hear everything that you've got to say to us about where we are in life right now, about what it is you have for us to do, Lord, about what it is that you want to pour out on us and do through us. Lord, your word says that you are constantly knocking. You're always speaking to us. So, Lord, help us to eliminate the things that get in the way of us hearing what you have to say. If it's sin, Lord, we repent. We're sorry. We want to change. Lord, if it's just sensory adaptation and you've been talking and we've gotten comfortable, Lord, I pray that you would increase our sensitivity. That has to come from you. Lord, if it's too many voices, Lord, help us with great prejudice to cut out the competition so that we can hear you clearly and distinctly. God, I've got to hear from you. I can't live without hearing your voice. So help me today to hear you and to hear everything. Your blood, your word, it all speaks a better word than anything else. Let me hear that in Jesus' name.